welcome to a brand new episode of We Talent Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb, alongside no one this week. Uh, Sasha and I, I and my schedules didn't really uh, match up this week, and I'm heading out of town soonish, so I didn't really find a time where anyone else should record with me, really. So here I am, all alone, uh, trying to chew through the last Loons game and also some fun MLS news uh just really quickly and we'll go into this later in the show but some coaching movement um some strikers being frozen out some turmoil in Miami but first let's talk about the loons beating the Sounders for the first time this this decade well yeah for this decade 2021 but since 2008 I believe um Chris Lidholm uh former announcer for the loons when they were in NASL uh did tweet out that the last time Minnesota beat uh, Seattle Sounders was back in NASL days when the Minnesota was known as the Minnesota Thunder. So it's been a while, guys. And uh, they win one nothing at Allianz through a Robin Lude goal. But I'm going to dive in a little deeper. This was my first game back um, at the stadium since probably the playoff game against LA Galaxy which seems very surreal. <laughs> but yeah, it was great to be back. Uh, my wife and my parents and I all went and we were way up high in the Wonder Wall and they were in full voice and it was just so great to have the energy back and feel that kind of uh, go through the crowd and the songs and everything was just so much fun. Um, we were masked up, even though we're vaccinated, uh, just to be safe, I guess. Uh, this on the concourse, up in our seats, we were masks off. I didn't really see a whole lot of masks around the concourse. I hope everyone I saw who went maskless was vaccinated, because that'd be great if they were. And yeah, um, back to the game. Well, the first half played pretty well. The entire game was going up against a short, very, very, very shorthanded Seattle Sounders. So, uh, I mean, the Sounders fans tried to put an asterisk, asterisk by this game already. You can't, you can't really do that in this league. Every single team is dealing with uh, injuries at one point in the season or, or previous seasons. You can only be the team that's in front of you, and we beat the team that was in front of us. So a uh, lot of possession, um, not a lot of chances. I think Chase had a um, kind of a half chance on a looped, uh, lofted through ball while he was running on goal. Just couldn't get enough on it. Um, Debassi hit the crossbar on a corner. Um, and then uh, Reynoso's right on the on the goal line to like knock it in, but unfortunately it was just too high. Um, wasn't really that impressed with Raul Rui Diaz. Uh, I don't know if it was more his service or our defense. Really, uh, our defensive line was uh, Chase, Debasi, Coleman, and uh, DJ Taylor. I keep mixing up him up with uh, DJ Wilson, who's a former Bucks player. Um, also, um, Bucks and Sitch, it happened. I'm still so, so hyped about it. Uh, Giannis is the Greek god of basketball, and he can do no wrong. Um, back to the game. I th- thought our defensive line played pretty well. Um, when you have players like Coleman in the back line, the best thing to do is... Basically, 
have him go unnoticed, and I didn't really notice him very often, which was great. I thought DJ Taylor played very well on the right-hand side in place of Roman Mettenaer, who at the time was still in France trying to acquire his green card. Um, I believe Andy Greeter has reported that he is back at practice this week, so expect him to play on Saturday against uh, Portland. Um, but I thought DJ Wilson is very serviceable uh, right back. Very good depth piece there, which allows Hassani to play in the midfield, which I thought he played very well with Will Trapp there. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think uh, DeBossi had a very good game. Chase had a he had a game where he had no no uh, blatant defensive mistakes, which is a good game for Chase. He did get smashed in the face right before halftime by a cross, and it, it looked really bad. It looked so bad, and he was fine apparently. But he, I, I'd be like holding fingers in front of his face after that uh, hit hit he took. Um, Midfield-wise, Will Trapp and uh, Hassani in the midfield, I thought they worked very well together. I thought this was Trapp's best game in the midfield. It seemed like every 50-50 ball or every headed clearance by either our back line or Seattle's back line was kind of hoovered up by Trapp in the midfield. And he seemed to get all of his headed passes, at least to another blue jersey, which was nice. Um... Yeah, I thought this was his best game. Which brings to the question, uh, what do you do with Jan Dreydus? Um, since coming back from the Euros, he hasn't started, I don't believe. And he really, when he's been on the pitch, hasn't been that great. Which is unfortunate because that first season he was here in 2019, he he was a very much a catalyst for the offense. And okay in defense. And last year... I think he took a step back. I think that this year he's taken another step back, which is very disappointing because, I mean, we've seen him have uh, so many good games in black and blue and to him not even be playing. And when he does play, play even poor, play poorly is very disheartening. He's on a DP contract. And that first year he was here on the DP contract, I depended him a lot on this podcast because the position he plays is not going to score a lot of goals, but he's going to be like a catalyst in the offense. And I, it may have something to do with Reynoso in front of him um, when he was, it was just uh, uh, Molino in front of him in that 10 spot. Molino was more looking to attack instead of facilitate. So that meant Greg Deuce had to be the facilitator for the offense. So maybe he doesn't like being a second, a second facilitator, even though, I, I don't know. What, <clears throat> don't really know what's going on in his head right now, but I, if his contract's up at the end of the year, I don't have those numbers in front of me when his contract is up. But if, they, if it is, I could see him leaving for sure. Um, that, that would free up another DP, DP slot that we could use on maybe a center back or something. Um, Asani, I think, had a really good game. Uh, Trap did fantastically. Um, our attack for the first half did looked very disjointed, very very disjointed, and it was very um, frustrating to watch at some parts because there'd be it seemed like when someone was bearing down on goal or with two defenders in front of them, and then let's say let's 
this probably happened. This definitely happened in the first half. Uh, Reynoso has the ball dribbling towards the the uh, goal. Two defenders in front of him. Uh, either Lude or Uno going to the right to the right. Uh, Franco going point to the left. Both viable options for a pass to keep the, the move going. But then Reynoso gets tackled fairly easily. And that's happened, that happened to a couple players in the first half. Uno had a couple where he did that. Um, Lude was practically invisible in the first half. Um, Franco had a, like a strong 10 minutes, and I didn't even notice him again until the second half. So really disjointed. Not really. They're either not trusting each other with their runs or not looking for the runs, or they're expecting their teams to make different runs. But either way, to win in this league, you need your offense to be on the same page, to be uh, clicking more than we were on Sunday afternoon. Um, right before the end of the first half, Reynoso had a free kick in a dangerous spot, put it just over the bar, um, it's right in front of the beer hall. Me and all the people around me thought it went in. I it was that close and pretty disappointed to find out it did not. Um, second half starts and Sounders... Kind of have control of the game. Um, they did have the best chance on goal in the first half. Um, good say about Tyler Miller to keep the door shut. Um, I thought Kellen Rowe for them had a pretty good game on that right-hand side. Um, Freddie Montero also had a pretty good game. Um, yeah, I for being so depleted, they were tough to break down, which makes me think that our offense isn't as good as it should be, because, I mean, when you're missing, I think people are saying, like, six or seven starters, it's... You should, you should be scoring on those teams. You should be. Um, and for... I mean, we give Inchi lots, lots of stick for either not subbing or dismissing subs as, like, not important to the game, which is very hot take to... <laughs> to have in, you know, soccer. But I, he made three subs in this game. Every single one of them hit and or was a good sub. Um, Nico Hansen was the first sub to come on for Adrian Uno, who just didn't look right out there. He didn't have that pace that he showed or that tenacity to get, sh- to get shots off um, from outside the box that he, show, he has shown in his first few games with Minnesota. Um, so with that substitution, Lou had moved to the uh, um, striker position, kind of that false nine he played at the end of last year. Then Nito was on the right, and then Franco moved from the right to the left. Or no. No, Franco started on the left. So just uh, Lude went to the top, and Hansen went, filled in where Lude was. And after that, I don't know if it's... Lude making the runs in, or if it was just the Seattle defense just didn't know how to handle it, but two balls over the top in quick succession, um, in on goal. Um, first one, he went down, uh, both times it goes on in the box. First time, a little easily, probably wouldn't be called back. Second time, uh, dragged down by the back of his neck, which should have been a penalty, was not called on the field. Um, before the next stoppage, however, Hansen takes the ball down to the end line on the right-hand side and curls the ball in. It's deflected by Seattle defender and Lude is wide open on the far post, makes no mistake, and just 
taps it in for the game's only goal. Um, really good positioning by him. Really good uh, pace and um, vision by Nico to see loot on the far side there. Um, I thought Nico was man of the match just from his impact on the game. Got the assist as well. Um, and yeah, I, th I thought Lude had a much better game in those last 30 minutes after Hansen had come on. He he he, he made that uh, those four offensive players, four attackers, gel more just by his pace and by his vision on the field. Um, played some one-twos with Reynoso. Um, there was one time where Franco had a head of steam from like back where DJ Taylor was at the right back spot and like dribbled all the way up and had you know, two defenders in front of him and like the people next to him were making runs, drawing defenders away. It was a good tackle by Seattle to get the ball away from him, however. Um, that would have been nice to score that one as well. But yeah, and that going back to that second uh, lewd possible penalty, I do believe it was a penalty. Um, but once that goal is scored, they can't bring it back. Like, would you want the ref to be like, all right, I'm going to look at that. All right, wave the goal off, but penalty, and then we miss the penalty? You don't want that. So uh, basically very long advantage there for without the VAR check. Um, but yeah, it, it should have been a penalty for the Loons on that play. And it also would have been, uh, I don't remember what defender it was. I do know that the defender had a yellow card. Um, so at best penalty and yellow card probably should have been penalty and red card for denial of goal scoring opportunity of dodge. So, so Seattle just a little lucky there to not, even, to not have been even more depleted in their lineup for their game against Austin last night. Um, and she makes two more subs, both of them correct. Um, Franco comes off for Ethan Finley, and Reynolds comes off for Ozzy. Ozzy kind of just burns the game out and snuffs out any attacks, allows Will to kind of defend a little higher up the pitch. Um, and Finley, a few times he had that pace just to get the ball, that little extra step that he's fresher on his feet, just did extra step, get that step in before the defender can get the ball and go towards the end line or go towards an attack on the Seattle goal. Just just have those fresh legs and Ethan's speed is so valuable that late in a game against a tired defense. An already depleted defense. Um, <clears throat> this game was pretty scrappy. Pretty chippy. Um, there was one point where um, Chase gets like hip-checked, goes to the ground, then the guy, Seattle guy, steps over him and like goes out of his way to step on Chase's hand. Chase just up and shoves him away. Um, <clears throat> Seattle guy, Seattle defense player, got a, a yellow card for that. I don't think Chase got anything, which is surprising. Then there was a time where I don't remember the player, but a Seattle player falls like right in Inchy's coach box, and he like tells him to stay on his feet. Whole entire thing. Um, you can join the discourse on that on. <laughs> on Twitter if you want. It's kind of a fucking mess, but I've seen, I've seen people be like, oh, Inchy should know better. Inchy, that's a piece of shit. Why do you say that? It's like, just 
just shut the fuck up, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 tough because like it's kind of, I mean it's kind of funny that he said it to a player, but also like not very professional. But at the same time, who gives a shit? I mean, they got into it a little bit when that player was subbed off. He was subbed off right in front of Inchi's uh, coaching box. They kind of like patted her on the back and apologized. And if they're okay with it, I'm okay with it, honestly. Um. Yeah, so if they can bury the hatchet, it's not that big of a deal. Let's fucking drop it. Um. Yeah, that, that was overall a very okay game from the Loons. Very aggressively average game. Um, defense and midfield, I think, were solid. Tyler Miller is... It's, it's going to be really hard for Dane St. Clair to get back into the starting lineup. I hope he plays some games for Canada in the Gold Cup because he really hasn't been playing. But Tyler Miller's just been so good for since stepping in. It's not a not against DSC or anything. I just think Tyler's been good since he's stepped in. Defense has been a little stronger as well. So that obviously helps. I still think this summer... Uh, the Loons need to sign a cor- uh, cornerback, Jesus Christ, uh, wrong, <laughs> wrong football. They need to sign a center back. Um, they'd probably have to be from overseas somewhere. They can, If they can get another lead-owned player, a lot of teams over there need money. And probably did, probably did it on the cheap, get that player on the cheap, get, the, get their wages off of that French team's bill, uh, wage bill and give them a little couple million dollars to pay off those debts and get him over here. It's worked out twice, well, three times now with Roman, Debassi, and Uno to get some cheap French talent over here. Um, Loons are playing Portland tomorrow as you're listening to this, unless you're listening on Saturday, then today. Um, Portland looked pretty good as of late. I would expect the same lineup. Maybe you, well, put Hansen in for uh, Fragapani on the left-hand side um, just to avoid any bigger incident on the field, I guess. Um, maybe bring, bring in Ethan or Franco off the bench if it, if you need him late. But Uno seemed to play pretty well against uh, Portland's defense last time, so I think you start him. Um didn't have loot last time, so you start loot as well. And Hansen ma- made the difference on Sunday, so I think you got to give him a starting spot for this Saturday. Um, keep this in midfield. Will Trap and Sign Dotson are building a beautiful relationship in the midfield, and it'll be interesting to see them go up against another a stronger uh, defensive midfielder and uh, Chara. But I think Hassani can do it. I think uh, Will Trap can keep. Data Valeri in his pocket pretty well. Now that Valeri's like, you know, 57 years old or whatever. Um, the question is going to be that back line again. They're going to be tested. Is Romain going to be back? Is he going to be match fit to play? Um, if not, DJ Taylor is still a very serviceable backup for him. So I think you put, keep the same back line. Um, Put Roman Roman in there, and then obviously Miller and Joel. Um, 
And so at home, Loon's Love playing in front of the Wonder Wall. So I'm going to say 2-0. Two, two I'll, I'll be bold here. A 2-0 win for your Minnesota Loon's. Minnesota Loon's. For Minnesota United, the Loon's keep the win streak of two going. I think it's two. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, with that, I'm going to move into some coach MLS stuff. Um, two coaches have been fired. Uh, two coaches, same coaches, uh, froze out their star strikers uh, up, technically not up north, of the, but like Florida. Um, <laughs> Toronto's Chris Armas had frozen out Josie Altidore um, for whatever reason. And was fired after a 7-1 drubbing by DC United. And they ended up beating New England later that week after Armas was fired. So, take that what you will. Then, Gabriel Heinze, a more uh, sickening story. Um, he had frozen out Joseph Martinez, which is insane to Joseph Martinez. is probably the best striker in MLS. Um, not if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's true. And frozen him out. And was fired shortly after a very bizarre press conference about the situation. Um, turns out, uh, Doug Roberson, um, the beat writer down there, uh, great follow for just news about Atlanta United and also just MLS news in general, um, tweeted out that uh, apparently MLS Players Association had filed complaints about Gabriel Heinze on behalf of Atlanta United players because he wasn't giving him the um, mandated days off. He was um, withholding water during the preseason training. And withholding water in itself is abusive. It's a, it, it, it's dangerous, too. It, 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 Gabriel Hines is lucky that no one was seriously injured or was killed by his ineptitude. Um, the medical staff had to go behind his back to make sure the players were getting uh, proper treatment. And now stuff has come up from his previous job in Argentina where he like monitored his players' weight and had them on a strict diet that was like very dangerous as well. So questions have to be asked of... Um, Botanegra and Eels, the kind of higher ups at Atlanta, is why this guy was hired in the first place. Um, it sounds like they didn't do their due diligence at all and put their players in danger. And it's been a a, a mighty fall from grace since the the MLS Cup win for Atlanta United. And I hope on behalf of their players, their next coach doesn't withhold water from them. And gives them days off. Those are important, not just for physical health and mental health as well. Speaking of mental health, I know someone who's not probably not doing well at the moment, and it's David Beckham and his buddy Phil Neville. Uh, Inter Miami have lost five in a row, I believe. They just lost last night, or two nights ago, five nothing to New England. Um, they haven't scored in like over two hundred forty minutes. Um, there was a moment last, on, during that game where their star striker, Gonzalo Higuain, passed to nobody. It wasn't like a bad heel or like a tricky pass either. He like 
passed to his left and there was nobody to his left and that's <laughs> <it's> terrible <laughs> um, and the word schadenfreude doesn't use it often enough when talking about Inter-Miami this team that was promised Beckham's team for so long the, pro- the crown jewel and MLS's proverbial cap and they're, they're a fucking tire fire they really are and it's kind of funny like, I feel sorry for the players, but I'm sorry when you when you in your first year when you uh, violate the roster rules and get fined for it, and that's the following year when you fire your coach from the first year when one year designated players is Blaze Matweedy who looks like I could drill past him, and you know I retired when I was in second grade from soccer, you know went on top with that participation trophy, but he's a he's a glorified he's a highly paid traffic cone right now. When you can't get within roster rules for this year, you have to send one of your promising designated players to USL for the entire season. He can't play for you at all. It's it's a horrible mismanagement. This this team is run by I don't I don't know who this team is run by. Is it run by Beckham? Because he's not doing a great good job at all, and, and it's pretty hilarious. To watch, and it's just a horrible mismanagement of a club that, in all intents and purposes, should be doing better with the talent they have, and the backing they have, and the names they have around the team. With players like Antoine Griezmann wanting to MLS, and people are like, "Oh, he's going to Miami." Why would you want to right now? They're awful. It's still pretty damn fun to watch. Now the news. Um, this isn't. Let's turn to soccer news. Ted Lasso premieres today, um, at the premiere. Um, <clears throat> Jason Sudeikis, who plays the titular Ted Lasso, wore a uh, shirt with uh, Marcus and Jaden and Butai on his on his on the front of his shirt, who are the names of uh, the. Um, English players who missed their penalties and then were subjected to horrible, horrific racial abuse um, in the aftermath of that. And this classy act by uh, Jason and the team over at Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched it, it's it's really good. You should watch it. Season 2 premieres today. It's 12 episodes long, so maybe wait until... I think the season finale is in October, which, oh, that's a long time away. Um, wait until October. Get the... like one month trial or whatever from Apple TV and just burn through it because you will. It's such a great watch. Um, with that, I think I'm done. I don't have really anything else to say. And you know what? Most of it wasn't so hard. If Bill Burr can do it, I can do it. Just talking to the microphone and sound like a crazy person for about a half hour. Yeah, I can do that. Um, special thanks to our lead commissioner, um, Eric Olson. Um, special thanks to the uh, Titanics the, for these of their song Lustless of their theme music. You can find them on Facebook and Bandcamp and YouTube. Um, shout out to Sasha. Miss you, buddy. Talk to you next week. And with that, shout out to the mad villain, MF Doom. Rest in peace.